Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 5 of Eric Bright Eyes by H. Ryder Haggard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Brett Downey. Chapter 5. How Eric won the sword Whitefire. Now Asmund the priest bent down, and Eric saw him and spoke. Thou badest me to thy yule feast, Lord, by yonder slippery road, and I have come. Dost thou welcome me well? No man better, quoth Asmund. Thou art a gallant man, though foolhardy, and thou hast done a deed that shall be told of while scalds sing and men live in Iceland. Make place, my father, said Gudruda. For Eric bleeds, and she loosed the kerchief from her neck, and bound it about his wounded brow, and, taking the rich cloak from her body, threw it on his shoulders, and no man said her nay. Then they led him to the hall, where Eric clothed himself and rested, and he sent back the thrall John to Coldback, bidding him tell Savuna, Eric's mother, that he was safe. But he was somewhat weak all that day, and the sound of waters roared in his ears. Now Osbacher and Groa were ill-pleased at the turn things had taken, but all the others rejoiced much, for Eric was well-loved of men, and they had grieved if the waters had prevailed against his might. But Swanhild brooded bitterly, for Eric never turned to look on her. The hour of the feast drew on, and, according to custom, it was held in the temple, and thither went all men. When they were seated in the nave of the hof, the fat ox that had been made ready for sacrifice was led in, and dragged before the altar on which the holy fire burned. Now Asmund the priest slew it, amid silence, before the figures of the gods, and, catching its blood in the blood-bowl, sprinkled the altar and all the worshippers with the blood-twigs. Then the ox was cut up, and the figures of the almighty gods were anointed with its molten fat, and wiped with fair linen. Next the flesh was boiled in the cauldrons that were hung over fires, lighted all down the nave, and the feast began. Now men ate, and drank much ale and mead, and all were merry. But Osbecker Blacktooth grew not glad, though he drank much, for he saw that the eyes of Gudruda ever watched Eric's face, and that they smiled on each other. He was wroth at this, for he knew that the bait must be good, and the line strong that should win this fair fish to his angle. And as he sat, unknowingly his fingers loosed the peace-strings of his sword Whitefire, and he half drew it, so that its brightness flamed in the firelight. "'Thou hast a wondrous blade there, Osbacher,' said Asmund, "'though this is no place to draw it. Whence came it? Methinks no such swords are fashioned now.' "'Aye, Asmund, a wondrous blade indeed. There is no other such in the world, 
for the dwarfs forged it of old, and he shall be unconquered who holds it aloft. This was King Odin's sword, and it is named Whitefire. Ralph the Red took it from King Eric's carn in Norway, and he strove long with the barrow-dweller, the ghost in the carn, before he wrenched it from his grasp. But my father won it, and slew Ralph, though he had never done this had Whitefire been aloft against him. But Ralph the Red, being in drink when the ships met in battle, fought with an axe, and was slain by my father, and since then Whitefire has been the last light that many a chief's eyes have seen. Look at it, Asmund. Now he drew the great sword, and men were astonished as it flashed aloft. Its hilt was of gold, and blue stones were set therein. It measured two ells and a half from crossbar to point, and so bright was the broad blade that no one could look on it for long, and all down its length ran ruins. A wondrous weapon, truly, said Asmund. How read the runes? I know not, nor any man. They are ancient. Let me look at them, said Groa. I am skilled in runes. Now she took the sword, and heaved it up, and looked at the runes, and said, A strange writing, truly. How runs it, housekeeper? said Asmund. Thus, lord, if my skill is not at fault. Whitefire is my name. Dwarf folk forged me. Odin's sword was I. Eric's sword was I. Eric's sword shall I be. And where I fall, there he must follow me. Now Gudruda looked at Eric Brighteyes wonderingly, and Osbacher saw it and became very angry. "'Look not so, maiden,' he said, "'for it shall be another Eric than yon flapper-duck who holds Whitefire aloft, though it may very well chance that he shall feel its edge.' Now Gudruda bit her lip, and Eric burned red to the brow and spoke. "'It is ill, lord, to throw taunts like an angry woman. Thou art great and strong, yet I may dare a deed with thee.' Peace, boy, thou canst climb a waterfall well, I gainsay it not, but beware ere thou settest up thyself against my strength. Say now, what game wilt thou play with Osbacher? I will go on holmgang with thee, Bernie-clad or Berserk, to a duel usually fought, in mail or without it, on an island, Holm, within a circle of hazel twigs, and fight thee with an axe, or sword, or I will wrestle thee, and Whitefire yonder shall be the winner's prize. "'Nay, I will have no bloodshed here at Middlehof,' said Asmund sternly. "'Make play with fists, or wrestle if you will, for that were a great sport to see. But weapons shall not be drawn.' Now Osbecker grew mad with anger and drink, and he grinned like a dog, till men saw the red gums beneath his lips. "'Thou wilt wrestle with me, youngling? With me, whom no man has ever so much as lifted from my feet? Good! I will lay thee on thy face and whip thee.' and Whitefire shall be the stake. I swear it on the holy altar-ring, but what hast thou to set against the precious sword? Thy poor hovel and its lot of land shall be all too little. I set my life on it. If I lose Whitefire, let Whitefire slay me, said Eric. Nay, that I will not have, and I am master here in this temple, said Asmund. Bethink thee of some other stake, Osbacher, or let the game be off. Now Osbecker gnawed his lip with his black fang and thought. Then he laughed aloud and spoke. Bright is Whitefire, and thou art named Bright-Eyes. See now, I set the great sword against thy right eye, and, if I win the match, it shall be mine to tear it out. Wilt thou play this game with me? If thy heart fails thee, let it go. But I will set no other stake against my good sword. Eyes and limbs are a poor man's wealth, 
said Eric. So be it. I stake my right eye against the sword Whitefire, and we will try the match to-morrow. And to-morrow night thou shalt be called Eric One-Eye, said Osbacher, at which some few of his thralls laughed. But most of the men did not laugh, for they thought this an ill game and a worse jest. Now the feast went on, and Asmund rose from his high seat in the centre of the nave, on the left hand looking down from the altar, and gave out the holy toasts. First men drank a full horn to Odin, praying for triumph on their foes. Then they drank to Frey, asking for plenty, to Thor, for strength in battle, to Freya, goddess of love, and to her Eric drank heartily, to the memory of the dead, and last of all, to Bragi, god of all delight. When this cup was drunk, Asmund rose again, according to custom, and asked if none had an oath to swear as to some deed that should be done. For a while there was no answer, but presently Eric Brighteyes stood up. Lord, he said, I would swear an oath. Set forth the matter, then, said Asmund. It is this, quoth Eric. On Mossfell Mountain, over by Hecla, dwells a berserk of whom all men have ill knowledge, for there are few men whom he has not harmed. His name is Skelligrim. He is a mighty man, and he has wrought much mischief in the south country, and brought many to their deaths, and robbed more of their goods, for none can prevail against him. Still, I swear this, that when the days lengthen, I will go up alone against him, and challenge him to battle, and conquer him or fall. Then, thou yellow-headed puppy-dog, thou shalt go with one eye against a berserk with two, growled Osbacher. Men took no heed of his words, but shouted aloud, for Scalagrim had plagued them long, and there were none who dared to fight with him any more. Only Gudruda looked askance, for it seemed to her that Eric swore too fast. Nevertheless, he went up to the altar, and taking hold of the holy ring, he set his foot on the holy stone and swore his oath, while the feasters applauded, striking their cups upon the board. And after that the feast went merrily, till all men were drunk, except Asmund and Eric. Now Eric went to rest, but first he rubbed his limbs with the fat of seals, for he was still sore with the beating of the waters, and they must needs be supple on the morrow if he would keep his eye. Then he slept sound, and rose strong and well, and going to the stream behind the stead, bathed, and anointed his limbs afresh. But Osbecker did not sleep well, because of the ale that he had drunk. Now as Eric came back from the bathing, in the dark of the morning he met Gudruda, who watched for his coming, and— there being none to see, he kissed her often. But she chided him because of the match that he had made with Ospecker, and the oath that he had sworn. "'Surely,' she said, "'thou wilt lose thine eye, for this Ospecker is a giant, and strong as a troll. Also he is merciless. Still thou art a mighty man, and I shall love thee as well with one eye as with two. Oh, Eric, methought I should have died yesterday when thou didst leap from Wolf's Fang. My heart seemed to stop within me.' Yet I came safely to shore, sweetheart, and well does this kiss pay for all I did. And for Osbecker, if but once I get these arms about him, I fear him little, or any man, and I covet that sword of his greatly. But we can talk more certainly of these things to-morrow. Now Gudruda clung to him, and told him all that had befallen, and of the doings and words of Swanhild. She honors me beyond my worth, he said, who am in no way set on her, but on thee only, Gudruda. Art thou so sure of that, Eric? Swanhild is fair and wise. Ay, and evil. When I love Swanhild, then thou mayest love Osbecker. It is a bargain, she said, laughing. 
Good luck go with thee in the wrestling. And with a kiss she left him, fearing lest she should be seen. Eric went back to the hall and sat down by the center hearth, for all men slept, being still heavy with drink, and presently Swanhild glided up to him and greeted him. Thou art greedy of deeds, Eric, she said. Yesterday thou camest here by a path that no man has travelled. Today thou dost wrestle with a giant for thine eye, and presently thou goest up against Skallagrim. It seems that this is true, said Eric. Now all this thou doest for a woman, who is the betrothed of another man. All this I do for fame's sake, Swanhild. Moreover, Gudruda is betrothed to none. Before another Yule feast is spread, Gudruda shall be the wife of Osbacher. That is yet to be seen, Swanhild. Now Swanhild stood silent for a while, and then spoke. Thou art a fool, Eric. Yes, drunk with folly. Nothing but evil shall come to thee from this madness of thine. Forget it, and pluck that which lies to thine hand. And she looked sweetly at him. They call thee Swanhild the fatherless, he answered. But I think that Loki, the god of guile, was thy father. For there is none to match thee in craft and evil doing and in beauty one only. I know thy plots well, and all the sorrow that thou hast brought upon us. Still, each seeks honour after his own manner. So seek thou as thou wilt. But thou shalt find bitterness and empty days, and thy plots shall come back on thine own head. Yes, even though they bring Gudruda and me to sorrow and death. Swanhild laughed. A day shall dawn, Eric, when thou who dost hate me shalt hold me dear, and this I promise thee. Another thing I promise thee also, that Gudruda shall never call thee husband. But Eric did not answer, fearing lest in anger he should say words that were better unspoken. Now men rose and sat down to meet, and all talked of the wrestling that should be. But in the morning Osbecker repented of the match, for it is truly said that ale is another man, and men do not like that in the morning which seemed well enough on yester eve. He remembered that he held Whitefire dear above all things, and that Eric's eye had no worth to him, except that the loss of it would spoil his beauty, so that perhaps Gudruda would turn from him. It would be very ill if he should chance to lose the play. Though of this he had no fear, for he was held the strongest man. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health, Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 